Good morning, everyone. Another day, another daf. Let's get started. Yesterday was daf chaf. Today is daf chaf aleph, and we are learning lilu nishmas devara bas nasan akoyin mei nesham amnaliyot to yartzeit today, as well as from a bas shmuel shimon and Daniel ben Baruch ben Yudalei beimi and. Nafsali also bin Chaim Nisan Halevi. And with that, we can get right to. The, oh, also, and have in mind Rafu Shlema to all who need it. Okay, and we'll have, and we'll get started on the review of yesterday's Daf, Daf Chof. So uh, we're talking about the different um, colors. And it's very interesting that uh, the Mishnah told us on Daf Yutes, Amir Aleph, that there are five shades and um, four reds and one black. Um, and those are only those five Good shades. Today. What? Good coffee today. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a secret recipe. Yeah, for the last one. <laughs> it's the scotch that preceded it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No question about it. Everything, yeah, it improves the whole thing. Everything. <laughs> Everything is good after a little scotch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Too. Anyway, so we uh, started off yesterday talking about um, what are the, what's the, the first shade, which is Adom, which is red, it's, the Mishnah told us that it's Kedamamake, so we saw a number of shitas as to what is the definition of Damake. <coughs> uh, yesterday, we started off with, uh, ma- uh, yeah, blood of a wound. Which wound? What kind of wound? Mak- maka. Okay, so the number one... It's not Israel. Um, is, uh, so we saw also Rav Nachman, he says that it's the blood of bloodletting. Um, so it's very interesting. How can you say that these that it's only these blood, only this shade that, that qualifies? Um, because when it comes to stains, that we blame the stain on something else, they were willing to blame it on even much uh, you know things that are very different in their appearance of red. Um, Rabbi Mayer says you could, that uh, that a woman was involved with some type of dye, which is not the same shade of red, and he says, oh, probably the stain came from that instead of from her body. But what do you mean? It's a very different shade of red. Um, and Rebbe uh, allowed it for the sap of a sycamore tree, which is also very different. So aren't they talking about the red? And they're still saying that, you could, obviously the red that we're talking about is not that very bright red of a bloodletting. So Gemara says, no, maybe it was one of the other shades that, 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 that they were talking about, not, not the shade of, uh, uh, this shade of the Damaka one. Anyway, we have an interesting story with Amemar Mazutra Ravashi. They're sitting in front of the blood letter, and, the fir- and uh, first went Amemar, and they saw the blood that came out for Amemar, and uh, he says, the, ed- the Adom of the Mishnah, this is it, this exact shade. Then they took more blood, and he says, that's not the same one anymore. It was the first one, not the second. So Ravashi says, okay, I'm out of this business. Because to him, the two shades were so nuanced and he didn't see the, the difference between the first and the second. So he says, I'm not the right person to be able to see um, Dan because I can't distinguish between the, the nuances of the colors. Which is a very important principle. Next we talked about is the color black. The, Black, we said black is kicheres. Cheres is the, what is cheres? It's ink. Um, so the Gemara says, if it's ink, so then 
Why not say ink? Okay, if you mean ink, so say ink. The answer is because ink is not as clear, because you might think that when it's ink, it could be like a watered-down ink or like a diluted ink, which is not as strong of a black. So therefore we say it's the, uh, when we say the cheres, we mean the blackening agent that's in ink, uh, which is much deeper black, and that's what we're talking about. Um, so the Gemara wanted to know, are we talking about uh, Liquidy ink or or dry ink? It's a different, a whole different sheen when it's dry or liquid. So the Gemara says, uh, Raya from Rivami, because he would actually have a piece of of solidified ink that he used to as a testing black, if it matches that black or doesn't. Um, uh, so that that's why you see that it's even dry. Okay, If it's like wax, black wax like ink, or like a grape, like the black grapes, so then that would be Tameh, because those are deep, are as deep or deeper, and therefore it's even Amok Mikain, um, and therefore it's Tameh. But if you're the other way around, if it's the other direction, like olive black, or like tar black, or like raven black, that's, a, that's not as strong of a black, and then it'll be tar. And that's what it means, Diha Mimenu is tar. Ula says, it's like the garment in this place that they have that they have a particular black. That's the shade of black we're talking about. Um, Ula came to Pomedisa. He saw that there was this Arab that was wearing a black garment. And he told the people, this black, the black that, that's referred to in the Torah, is this shade exactly of black. So everybody wanted a piece of that garment. And the guy made a killing. Um, he sold it in swatches um, for... 400 zuz, you know, for like a, you know, a cheap, for a cheap garment, he did pretty well. But that's all thanks to Ula, who uh, gave him the business. Okay. <coughs> Rabbi Yochanan said uh, the towels from, uh, that come from Dinas Yam, the black of the towels is the exact color. Um, do you mean to say that the, that the Kalim Lyran are black. I there's a whole story with Rubiana and he told to his sons that I don't want you to bury me in black or white. Because if you dress me in black, maybe it's gonna be good. I'm gonna get a good judgment. I'm gonna end up in Ganadin. I'm gonna be the only one wearing black. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't want to be like an Avel amongst the Khazana. And don't put me in white clothes because then I what if I don't merit then I'm gonna be like a Hassan amongst the Avelim, which is just as bad. Okay. Besides for the fact that you're in the wrong spot, in the, not the good spot, but the bottom line is, so therefore, get me something neutral. I can fit in in either place. I won't stick out like a sore thumb. And that's the Kalim Ho'alayrin, which sounds like it's obviously a different shade than white or black. So the Gemara says, there's different, there's the clothes of the Ho'alayrin, which are usually, which are apparently, Rashi says it's some type of reddish clothes. And, uh, and then there's the um, there are sheets, and there and the sheets are are black in this place. Okay. Rav Yuda said in the name of Shmuel that uh, it must be on to when you're checking. You have to check it on the background because it makes a difference what background you check it in. Very interesting. And people who study colors, they you know depending on the background, they'll see it differently. So that's why um, that's a very relevant halacha. He says it must should be checked on a background of white. Um, uh, Rav Yitzchak uh, Baravdimi says uh, if it's black, black should be on red 
And the question is, is that are they arguing in black or they're not arguing at all? Black should be on red and, and red should be on white. Um, and uh, Ravashi says that doesn't make sense because why didn't he say besides for black it should be on white? He just said it should be on white. So it must be that there are arguing in black, whether black needs to be on white or on red. Fula says um, a, an interesting thing that in all the five colors that are listed, if it's darker, it'll be tummy. Then, then there's a darker shade will be tummy. A lighter shade will be tahor. Um, no different than shachar, which was singled out as such. Why did it single out shachar particularly? So um, the reason is, is since Rav Chanina says that shachar starts out as red, and it just it's turned to black, so therefore maybe it doesn't need to be a very deep shade. Um, even if it was a lighter shade, it would be fine. So that's what they tell you. No, in, it's like even black works this way. That darker, yes, lighter, not. That's shitas um, ula. That's ula's answer. Now Rav Ami Bar Abba says no. Everything when it's darker is tummy. When it's lighter, it's tummy. The only one that's only darker tummy and not lighter tummy is uh, is uh, by black. Uh, so the Gemara says, why then does, do we have to f- clarify what it is? If even if it's lighter, it's tummy, and even if it's darker, it's tummy, so then why do we talk about the shade of red? Why do we need to define the shade of red? The answer is, how many steps removed is it from the dark to the light? And because if it's too lighter, then indeed not. Okay? Uh, it's only when it's one step lighter, one stage lighter. I don't know what the difference is in the shades. How do you draw the line of what's one step? But apparently there's like... I guess there's just a way to understand that sign. Yeah, this whole thing is very difficult. Harder, yeah. I really have a hard time with this. A lot. The whole idea that we, we pass down tradition from generations, ideas are one thing. Torah ideas, Torah, that's one thing. Color is so ephemeral. Mm-hmm. The same person when he's 20 will see that same color very differently when he's 60. Because your eyes change. There's cataracts. The sages that are old and wisdom, you know, and they know everything about this, they're going to perceive that same color, these colors, all differently. You're talking about fine shades of red. And, and it's crazy. Is that true? People's vision of color changes? Yes. That's what I'm telling you. They're, and that's due to cataract? I think when people get a cataract surgery, they say, oh my gosh, look, the world's full of color now. Everything was muted. gradually, very slowly. They Again, because remember, your lenses became darker. It's clouded. That's what it is. All of a sudden, it became clear again. Right. You're being precise with stains and all this stuff. I don't see how they do it. And this whole idea of, you know, is this supposed to be passed down from teacher to student? Yeah, it was. And then did that break down? I mean, the people you're talking about that today are looking at stains and are saying this and that, and they're very subtle. And yeah, of course, it's teacher to student. That's what and it so, is. So we're assuming that the, these nuances that were passed down to a teacher who passed yeah. the same nuances down to other with different examples of those. Although, although let me, okay, let me give you a little bit of a, a synopsis of what, what happens nowadays. First of all, we'll see a little bit more about this because there's a few things I want to say on this. Number one, um, uh, it is it is uh, something that's passed down as a tradition, but officially, as of now, we do not know all four shades. The only one shade that we're familiar with is the red of the, which is very clear. That's the 
the plain red of the damaka, we sort of understand what that means. But that and then anything that's close to it, anything that's reddish hued, uh-huh. the people are generally, we don't know the nuances of, the, of these five different shades. And therefore, we're machmir on most things, unless it's like a certain brownish that's so far, it's not within the realm of any of the four shades. So it's like certain sh- that's the point, like I said, that in modern days, the the tradition is really puts all of the four colors in one category, four reds in one category, and there's like a broad spectrum of what could be problematic. Anything that has somewhat of a red. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Oh, fire! There has been a fire reported in the building. Please proceed to the nearest exit and leave the building. What the heck? Wow! Put a pause. All right. Anyway, uh, that was one point number one. This point, point number two is that I want to point out is that is that this is that uh, is that is that also uh, like we saw in the review of, of yesterday's daf is that Ravashi says I see that I can't see these nuances. I'm I'm not, I'm not able to do it. So it's only if you recognize that you're still able to see the difference in the colors. Then you're qualified to talk on. In other words, you have to recognize your limitations. So absolutely. So basically, that's the system. And that being said, uh, there is a the that as we'll see in the end of 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 uh, yesterday's daf um, that there is a certain siyata deshmaya help from heaven to help determine things that uh, apparently uh, supposedly the rumor I, that what I've heard is that Rav Moshe Feinstein was able to say is that I can identify each of the four shades. I understand just from his learning that he was able to actually have an exact color of what each of the four. That being said, he understood. No, he knew what it was. But we say, you know, like everybody has a line of the question of where is the where's the line, you know. And different the rabbis have different traditions, but you know that's why I said the practice. The practice of now is comes from experience. The more you see things, the more you start. Um, you get a fine tune your your capability of knowing what is a what is a stain that's coming from damnida and what is not. And that's basically what that's. Uh, so the answer is is that the, it it isn't it's not exactly subjective because there's. Um, there's a consistency between teacher and student, and they're passing it down, and they're saying, you know, each, uh, you know, this is what I heard from my rebbeim, where the line is. Like I said, nowadays they uh, they look at they, they the the rabbis talk about does the stain look like coffee? Or does it look like coffee with milk? If it's coffee with milk, that's reason to be lenient. You know, like it's certain, and if it looks like coffee, then it's already like a brown that's turning a little bit towards the red and then it's already could be problematic and that's the you know that's their that's basically the way they talk about it in practice nowadays but uh anyway uh, that's the story so anyway let's okay all right next we talked about is um um, okay, so we're saying, what about deeper, what about lighter? So uh, we saw the second opinion of Rami Bar Abba that basically said that anything deeper is tar, anything lighter is tahar. The only one that deeper is tame and lighter is tahar is the black. 
And uh, that's why it has an exact measure, because it's only those shades of red, not darker nor lighter. Um, and uh, Bar Kapara says, no, everything darker is Tame, everything lighter is Tahar. Uh, there's only one exception, and that's the wine one. The wine one, darker is uh, also Tahar, as well as lighter. And Bar Kapara actually um, relied on his own halacha, meaning he he either was a case where it was lighter, yeah. and he said it was tar. It was a case where it was deeper, a deeper dark reddish, and he said it was also tar. And it was pretty impressive that he was comfortable in that in, in his knowledge on that one. Interesting. Next, we talked about is the uh, Karen Karkum. We said it's talking about when it's fresh, not dried out, because that also changes the colors. It's the bottom, not the top. It's the top, not the bottom. It's the top and surely the bottom, and it's the bottom and surely the top, which doesn't make any sense. And okay. then he says, unless you say that there's three rows and then three within each row, and then we're talking about the middle row really, and then um, each of the ones in the middle row is the, is the one that's okay. And then that's the only way that would make sense with all of these explanations. Um, we did say, according to Rebavo, that it must be while it's still uh, attached to the ground. Then we talked about the Meme Adama, which is uh, um, basically um, uh, that that's the other shade, and we said that uh, this is you need spe- specific earth from either the Bikas Biskerem, and you put a layer of water over it according to a mayor. According to Bekiva, it's a different valley, the Utvas. According to Biosi, it's like the dirt from. Um, uh, because Sichni, Rav Shimon says also Ginosar, there's a number of uh, dirts that are very, like a deep, I don't know, very rich earth. And that's uh, the kind of color that we're talking about. And that's one of the shades of red. Um, um, and that's, and it has to also have a layer of water. There's no measure to the water because it depends on how much dirt you have to, to get it. And it also has to be mixed and it uh, can't be clear water on top, it has to be mixed in with the dirt to get it to a mud color, and then you'll be able, and that's the color that we're talking about. Um, you can't do it by hand, it has to be, because your hands might be dirty and may affect the color. Um, and that's what we talked about. Um, and we had a suffix on that, Does it? what if it's in a container, then can you do it by hand or not? And we made with a question on that, it was a take Next we talked about is Rabba Barvua. He says that this whole thing of the earth is in its location. It's not even good anywhere else. And except Rab Chanina, apparently he took a clump of the earth and he would use it as a, as a measuring, you know, as comparison. And uh, Rabbi Shmuel Barbiosi said anybody else who does that is, uh, should die. But Rab Chanina is unique in his knowledge and therefore he's a, uh, he, he could do it. And that's the reason why Rabbi Yochan wouldn't look at blood because he says Rabbi Hanina was on a much uh, much higher level um, because uh, he would what I would say is tummy he says no that's tar what I would say is tar he would say no that's tummy so I realized from him that I just don't I don't know what I'm talking about so that's the, that's the idea uh, Rabbi Lazar says that it's the other way around it's the modesty the humility of Rabbi Hanina that caused me to actually feel comfortable too. Uh, rule on the issues of blood, because even Rabbi Hanina, who was so careful uh, about the sin, nevertheless, he would 
paskin on Shilas of Nida, which is a very, uh, you know, serious area to rule on. You know, you don't just make it up as you go. And still he was comfortable enough to say, I'm going to rule on them, so then I should also. Um, Reb Zera, uh said, talked about uh, why he wouldn't, because he says, I don't even understand the nature. I think that's the only way I can make sense of it. The nature of Bavel, uh, therefore I'm not cut out to, to rule on these things. Um, and the question is, is that what does it have to do? Even Rabbah, who knew uh, a lot of, about the Tiva, he didn't feel uh, confident to rule on blood. So he's like, yeah, that's a Koskin. If Rabbah, who, who understood the science, doesn't understand, um, who doesn't, it wasn't comfortable ruling on blood, surely me, I'm a Koskin, because I don't even get the, the science behind it, which is interesting. Ula came to Pombadisa and uh, they showed him some blood and he wouldn't look at it. So um, he says, on what basis? So he says, because Rabbi Lazar, who is the big expert in Eretz Yisrael, when he came to review this town, he wouldn't look at the blood. So I'm not comfortable. I'm not going to rule Paskin over here in Pombadisa. He's from Eretz Yisrael after all. So he says, why do you call Rabbi Lazar Mardar Eretz Yisrael? Because there's a lady who came to Rabbi Lazar. And Ravami was there, and uh, and he smelled the stain, and he said, "This is for, specifically from Tamchimut. This is I, I, he was able to identify the cause of the blood just by the power by by his smell." And um, once she walked out, Ravami was shot, was really curious to know, "Is it true?" And she said, "Yes, my husband was out of town. He was coming, and I had desire, and that's what caused the blood to come out." And which is he said, it's amazing, that's so Hashem Lirev, and that's what I was yeah, talking about before, I, that there's a certain Siyata Deshmaya that's provided, yeah. Aren't you supposed to uh, check it by, by the shade of red and not by the smell? So how could you be paskin on smell alone? No, he wasn't, that's, uh, he wasn't paskin on the smell. He was saying, where, the question was sometimes like, what's, what brought about, that he was just... Uh-huh. Giving more information. The origin of the, yeah. yeah, the origin. What's the and origin? Of like, right. right. It wasn't relevant for Pesach. It was just an added component of knowing how okay. this came out. And that was something. And that was a, another story also about this Ifra Hormis, who was the mother of the a Gentile woman who wanted to keep, apparently, the laws of Nita. And she used to send her Shilas to Rava. And uh, Avadya was sitting in front of Rafa, and he smelled, and he says, "This is Damchimut." And when she came uh, to her son, she said, "Can you believe how smart the rabbi is that he was able to identify this?" Um, so he says, "Maybe it was just luck, you know, like a blind man in a, you know, mm-hmm. found the window." Um, so she said she tested him with sixty different types of blood, and he was able to identify all sixty types of blood, Rafa. Then the last one he was was actually blood of lice and he could not identify it, and um, but Hashem helped him out there and he as a randomly sent her a gift of a of a of a comb. lice comb, comb <laughs> that works for mm-hmm. lice that kills the the nits you know cut they cuts combs out the nits it's how you do it to this very day uh, to get rid of lice um, and she said wow the Jew really just knows <laughs> he knows his business whatever like she took it as like a subtle hint that like, I, I got what it was, even though he had no clue, but Hashem helped him out there. Anyway. I think that we'll get there. Uh, from my knowledge, Damchimud is not, uh, is still a, din, a dinida. 
Um, it's the same. It's coming from the same area, but it's caused by, by desire. And right, right. It doesn't have a different din in terms of. Uh, it's not like oh, it's like it's not like a damaka that we say oh well, it does, there's no problem. Then. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's like anticipation of the right. Exactly. So all of a sudden, I mean, she was this is she cannot come to the hospital. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it is a. Oh, she jumped for joy. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Anyway, so uh, right. Baruch Hashem, our wives don't have that problem. Okay. You're available all the time. You're not leaving town for a couple of months. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You never know. You're never too excited when you come back. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Next we saw. So Rabbi Yehuda said, I used to look at look at the bloods to, and then the then I then I stopped because. My son's mother, who is his wife, basically um, said that this, the first checking of blood, I don't bring as a Shiloh because it has a smell to it and I'm embarrassed. So I, he wasn't comfortable uh, poskening anymore. Um, but between Damtuma and Damtohar, at that stage, that is uh, something that he was comfortable that brought us to another story of Yalta, who was the wife of Rav Nachman. She brought a Shiloh to Rabbi Barachan, very interesting question. And he said, it's Tamay. Then she brought it to Rav Yitzchak, Bereid Rav Yuda, and he said, it's Tahar. Which is not, I mean, it's not appropriate. You're not allowed to paskin uh, leheter what a previous Chacham was metame. So why was he able to do that? So he said that, uh, he, he originally said that it was Tamay. And then she said, but, you know, Rabbi, uh, the previous rabbi who ruled that it's Tameh, he always, for this same shade, would always rule Tahar. It's just today, his eyes are bothering him, and that's why he said Tameh. So, um, so, and that's why he was comfortable ruling again to say Tahar. So, since when do we trust a woman? The answer is, we do trust a woman, because after all... Um, uh, a woman can say, I saw exactly this shade and I lost it. But if the rabbi can say, well, this shade is not a problem. So the question is, is that uh, what if a woman comes and says that this rabbi said that it's Tahar? Um, um, is, uh, uh, is that this Mara is Tahar? So is that trustworthy or not? So we thought we have a proof from this exact story. The Gemara says that's not different. That's very different because there, there's nothing to look at. Over here, there's something to look at. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have to look. In other words, you shouldn't just rely on her word that she checked it out. Say, well, let me see what you got. You know, if you still have the Mara, I can look at it. Especially if she was right. Now, um, so that's the question, right? So now, so what's the story with Yalta? Um, uh, didn't she? Uh, that we're trusting her. So the Gemara says it's not the same thing, because by the case of Yalta, it wasn't that she was being trusted. He looked at it and said, you know, to me it does look tar. So in other words, there's proof that she's right in her story because uh, because 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 he looked at to him it looked yeah. the, the second rabbi Rabbi Yehuda looked at it and says it looks dark to me so it the the truth it speaks to me that it must right. be that yeah. that the previous rabbi would have Stay. normally ruled that this is tar and he only didn't because he was having eye problems anyway so that's the story so he relied on his himself not relying on her okay. Um, Rebbe used to feel comfortable, and again, each person's different. He was comfortable ruling at night. 
Um, and uh, uh, and uh, there was an interesting story um, that Rebbe was looked at blood at night, and he said it's tummy. Then he's looked at it in the day. Oh, he said tar. Then he looked at. Then he waited an hour, and then he said no, it's tummy. So he's like, well, maybe I messed up. So he's like, what do you mean maybe? Why is that a definite mess up? The answer is, um, uh, so there's a very big principle here that the Dayan can only go by what he sees when he sees it. You can't extrapolate that probably yesterday it was was much stronger. Okay, you don't say that. Whatever you see in front of you, that's what you have to rule on. That's one of the very, very important principles of looking at Maris. And the question is, uh, what happened over here was this. At night, it looked him to be tummy. And uh, and then the next day he looked at it and totally did not look as dark. And he says, maybe it was because of the poor lighting that it looked worse. And uh, now that I have daytime lighting, I see it's much lighter. And therefore, I changed my ruling to say tar. What happened was, is that a few hours, uh, uh, sometime later, he looked again in the light. And he says, it's even lighter than when I saw it in the earlier. That means that I probably saw it correctly the night before, and it's as time goes on, it's getting uh, fading, getting lighter and lighter, and therefore, that's why, uh, that's why I, he ruled again, Tomei, because uh, now I don't have a reason to, to mistrust my seeing at night, because I see the direction of what it's getting, that it's getting lighter and lighter, so it's not because I miss... I I I miss I I miss saw it in, at night. It's because it was Changes. different in the morning. It changed from the day to the night, and that's the story. And that was why. Um, uh, then we mentioned that Rebbe used to check even by candlelight. He trusted himself. Rebbe Shmuel, Rebbe Yossi only did it in the day. That was cloudy, between the sun rays, not in the not in the not where the rays of the sun are direct. And Rav Ami Bar Shmuel said that you don't check it only between the shade and the sun, not in the full shade, not in the full sun, because that also is not as clear. And Ram Nachman says the name Rabbi Vua, and this is what many rabbis do, they go to the sun, and then they put their hand over to put a little bit of shade that uh, it's not direct sunlight, and then uh, that's where they're checking to see the color. And uh, that's the story, and that's the review of yesterday.